to be or not to be? That is the question. A horse, a horse, my kingdom for a horse. Don't be so dramatic. Hello and welcome to Don't Be So Dramatic. I'm Steve Bradley. I'm Jason B. Moore. Welcome to episode 12. 12. We think. We think. We think it's 12. 12, We're recording these in advance because over Christmas... (laughs) Because it's Christmas. It's Christmas and we don't want to be recording over Christmas. And you've got a cold. Jason's got a cold today. And we're recording these in advance so that we can keep episodes coming over Christmas. Maybe we'll record a Christmas show. Yeah, Christmas carols and everything. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, maybe no, not. no. Um, today we are joined by Paul Corley and we're recording at the Actors Centre. Paul runs a workshop here uh, at the Actors Centre in December, on the 7th of December. 7th of December. And it's uh, about auditions, um, auditioning for commercials. Yeah. So we'll get into that in a minute, but welcome, Paul, to the show. Thank you very much for having me. Thank very you nice to meet both of you. Thank you. Even so, if you have got a cold. Thank you. Yes. So much. Yeah. Keep your distance, Jason. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Attractive. <laughs> so, Paul, welcome to the show. Start off with how you got into acting, because you're an actor yourself, obviously. Yes, I am. I mean, but it's one of those things where you just think, well, for an awful lot of people, they're going to say, oh, well, you know, I fell into it at school and then I went to university or I went to drama school and then afterwards somehow I ended up in this crazy business. No, not, none of that. I left school when I was 15 and I was a chef and I trained as a chef and I worked, luckily enough, all over the world. I wow. worked for a duke and I worked on a millionaire's yacht and wow. so I've learned to cook at 45 degree angles. I've learned where <laughs> crumble is a useful thing to make on a yacht when it keeps moving. <laughs> and you know, and so I did all of that, and and it was going very well, and I was kind of enjoying myself, and I was seeing the world, but it wasn't what I wanted. But there was, I'd always known that I wanted to act, just kind of one of those things that you always know. But there is no background, there is no support, there was no expectation that that could possibly be a career. And so I was in my mid twenties, and I just thought, Do you know, if I don't try. Mm. Yeah. What's the worst that can happen? The yeah. worst that can happen is I will be told that I am rubbish and I will then just go back and just, you know, sob quietly into a sponge or something and then get on with my life. Yeah. And make more fabulous crumble. And make an even an even more fabulous crumble, yes. should that be possible. Um, <laughs> and then what I did was I auditioned for a couple of drama schools and I got it in. And then you go, oh, right, I genuinely actually wasn't expecting to get in. Mm. So I went to, I'd, I'd chosen to go because I was older. I thought, I don't want to play everybody's dad and the butler on a three-year course. Um, so I auditioned for a couple of the postgraduate courses. And I went to DSL, Drum Studio London, and for the first term I played everybody's dad and the butler. Yes. <laughs> and then luckily we had a couple of outside directors came in and then I got Mark Antony and Julius Caesar and everything kicked off after that. Wow. And from that moment on which is going back a few years now. And I now teach there, which is kind really? of... Really? Wow. Which is kind of... Mm. Well, I quite like that. It's sort of like, you know, it's kind of because I'm able to go in and tell them what their experiences are likely to be, the kind of pitfalls mm. that... You've been there, on. yeah. Yeah, and so from then I've been working as an actor. I've worked all over the country. I've worked at Chichester. I've worked at The National. I've worked in the West End. I've done several sort of TV shows. I've just been in The Wrong Man, so on BBC Two with James Corden. And... Um, since 2005, I've also been one of the three equity careers advisors. And what we are is we're actually quite... Well, I think you can't be quite unique. You can be unique or you're not unique. We are unique. We are the only union-sponsored 
careers advisors who are active working professionals in the area that we give advice right. on. And there's three of us. There's me um, and there's somebody else, uh, Bev Hills, who also does the southeast. She um, lives in Kent, so you know, kind of like covers more that area. And there's Julie Fountain, who li lives and works out of Manchester, so she covers the northwest. And I've delivered advice in, what was it, Belf I worked at Belfast, Brighton, uh, Manchester, Glasgow, Cardiff, and London. Either one-to-one -one careers advice sessions. Yeah. Which is what also, does, so what does that consist of then? Well, if it's a one-to-one -one careers advice session, normally what happens is somebody will come to me um, and they will have written to me that they want advice. And then they will come in, I will have researched them, I'll have looked at their spotlight page, I might have looked at their agent's page, I've looked at their own website. Most people that come in, come in and they've got the same problem. I'm not getting enough work. Mm. Um, I'm not getting good enough work. Mm. I don't like my agent. I need an agent. That sounds like every actor I have. Yes, yeah. yes. But here's the thing. What you then do <laughs> is you then get behind that because the problems might be the same, but the reasons behind them can be very, very specific yeah. to the people involved. So the one-to-ones I'm able to do very kind of... I'm able to be... They were able to be far more open with me. They mm. can be far more honest mm. about the fact that, you know, that they've, they've had problems in various areas or whatever it may be. Um, and we're able, once we address that, you're then able to then say, OK, well, then let's look at that. I did want to <laughs> learn to stress this because early on somebody came to see me and they were talking about how the fact that they hadn't been working properly and they wanted to do a body of work and they wanted to work in an ensemble or they wanted to work in a rep or, you know, they kind of mm, do that. Mm. I came up with ideas. I was looking at Theatre by the Lake at Keswick and Pitt Lockery. Oh, yes. 45 minutes later, they told me they'd got three children under five. Right. Right. Well, that's not going to work then, is it? Everybody has to relate their career to their life. Mm. This is an unusual job because mm. it demands a great deal of your life in your career. Yes. You know, we're not like accountants. We just come home, put the briefcase no. well, down, and that's it. We invariably mm. work from home unless we live in London and we're working in London. Exactly. We invariably So, you know, so we've got that. But also, our lives are tied up in our careers in a way that a lot of other careers aren't, mm. in that the demands, demands a lot, yes. that are made, yes. the, you know, if that's kind of, I really want to be an actor, but I can't do Tuesdays, you are really going to struggle. Yes. In a way that yes. if I wanted to be an accountant and I can't do Tuesdays, I will find ways of working around Tuesday. Yes. You know, you might leave a bit of a gap if you're not there on Tuesday. But it's interesting because you, you, you get that. And then obviously there's that, that thing where, where you, you have to, give up your life i suppose yeah. in, in some cases yeah. and, and in some cases it's quite sad because um but then i suppose that's the way it is you uh, can't you know yeah i have to be a moral relativist when i'm doing the advice sessions or the workshops that i do in that you could argue that this is not an ideal world this is not how i would plan yeah. to have the business but if this is how it is then you have to acknowledge that and and take that on take that on board. So if you do have someone that is does have three children under five, yep. and and how 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 would you then advise them in that? Well, way? the first thing we need to address is childcare. Right. Okay. That's the first thing that you need to take on board. What and then you need to take on board what their what their as it were needs and desires are. Are they happy to be away from the children for a period of time at this point, or are they not? Mm -hmm. So if they live in London and they're not, then we need to restrict their work search. Yeah. to London yeah. and you know I know it sounds 
kind of like no, you know, the school of the bleedingly obvious. But, yeah. you know, mm. I often get people to write a wish list and a won't list. And the won't list is often more important than the wish list because yeah. what that enables them to do is to absolutely focus, focus on the things that they will not do or at this point in time are not able to Yes, do. I suppose it is because you suppose you're sort of, you're a, you're a tiny pebble in a massive ocean and yep. you just think, I need to work and then that's yep. it. But then... And then I suppose your head is cut off and you're, it's like a headless chicken, you're just running around. But I suppose, as you said, the, the negatives list is probably more helpful than the positive Because list. it helps them to focus. Yeah. And once you can focus on something, you will also start targeting and marketing yourself better. Yes, I'm you know, sure. Because yeah. it's the same way. I once had somebody very cross um, sit across from me and tell me that they'd written 200 letters in the last two weeks and that they had not had... A single reply mm. and I asked if there were any examples of the letters that they could show me off and often say to people bring as much of the material that you've got any letters that you've written to agents or responses that you've had or whatever mm. and he pushed one piece of A4 paper across the table to me and I said ah so what you're telling me is you sent this letter to 200 people that's not 200 letters that's junk no. mail yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well. Yes. I mean that. Yes. <laughs> what well, I'm afraid well, it yeah. is. It is because That's you know, so generic. I get you know because you cannot you cannot possibly have something and obviously if you're inviting somebody to see a show that's different but if you're writing to an agent or if you're writing to you want to break into TV as it was the case here you know the t- Tracy Gillum is going to cast very very different work to Jill Trevelick or Rachel yeah. Freck yes, yes, you know yes, yes. Um, or John Cannon you know mm, you mm. cannot expect a kind of one size fits all to work oh. the body of your letter the little description about you possibly can be similar but i will, if i was a casting director i want to know why have you written to me if you're yes, not writing yes, in response to a job advert, tailored, hasn't it? why why have you taken you the time to write to me? Say that's the same as the CV as well. Should you uh, should the CV just be the CV, or should you adapt for each? You can now. Thank God for technology. You know, you can adapt to what you're writing for. Yeah. If you are writing to a TV casting director, well, it makes sense to put your TV and film credits at the top of your CV. Yeah. Um, and if it's theatre. Casting director, you know, do the reverse. You can do that now very easily, and you don't have to have it as a template. I mean, you know, it's kind of you can change, you can bespoke uh, effectively yes. yeah, yeah. your applications to the people, and it is better to do one good letter than fifty slightly rubbish ones. Yes, yes, yes good course. advice. That. Yeah. So I think so. Basically, I mean, is that the same with photo as well? Would you say adapt I, each? Well, now you see, there's a school of thought with photos. There are different schools of. I think you have to send a photo that is how you are going to walk through the door on a good day. That is very true, actually. From actually, that's very true. From when actors come and, and audition for me, and yeah. I go. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to be right for this, but now I see yeah. you're not. Well, <laughs> the, me, the photo's out of date. Yeah. Mean? Well, the well they look is, nothing yeah. like the photo. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The thing is, it's also that it's, the, it's does it pass the nine a.m. test? Is the question I ask. Yeah. And that is, <laughs> That's a good. Can yeah. you look like that at nine a.m.? <laughs> you know, if particularly this applies sometimes to studio shots where they have been. I mean, you know, the lights just been organised. There's a yeah, key light yeah. in the eye. The lights hitting the cheekbones and all the rest of it. Fantastic. But if you don't look like that, and a bad photo will cut you twice. Because mm. you walk mm. through the door and you don't look like your photo, the director or the casting director's opinion of you has diminished and your chances of getting the job have gone down with Instantly. it. Instantly. Yeah. yeah. But here's the other thing. 
the jobs you're right for, you're not getting auditions for because your photo doesn't look like you. Right. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's, that, that's, that's the pure example. It happened to me when I was doing a play here recently and, and people come in and I said, oh, go guess that he looks great. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, okay. No, no sorry. No. Thank you for coming. And <laughs> the out of date one is the most difficult one yeah. to address, particularly if it's a good photo and particularly if it really has captured a kind of quality of the performer. Mm. Yes. You know, if there's if there's something you just go, I absolutely get why you're sticking with that photo. But, but. nobody looks the same as they did five years no. ago. No. Yeah, yeah. And what I suggest sometimes is and a couple of people said, Oh, that's a oh, I'm not sure about that. I say, look, why not take a photo to your next photographer? They're visual artists. You're not asking them to replicate the photo, but if you can say, yeah. what I like is this quality or what i like about this yeah, yeah exactly yeah, or yeah. i really like this photo but my eyes aren't you know my eyes don't show enough because it's an outdoor mm, shot and mm, you were slightly mm. squinting but it's the one you ended up choosing and that, for reasons that was when i was 20 i'm now 40 <laughs> there is yeah. Yeah. yeah yes uh yes no no no, no i did have the hair yes no, no not <laughs> so much i had so no. die I had yeah beautiful, it's kind of you know, it's kind of yeah. yes there is a little more of me than there was in yeah. that photo yes. Yes. yes none of these my my, the one point I put across in all the workshops that I do, whether it's one-to-one, so I also do group workshops, both here in the Actors Centre, um, but also I've just been doing a, a series of group workshops um, for equity on people returning to the industry, is you will not be there to explain anything. Yes. If it needs, yes, yes, and yes. If it needs you to go, oh, no, what that means is... Yeah. Then yes. rewrite it. Yeah. Then redo it because you won't be there. And also, most casting directors have less than twenty seconds to skim your CV and photo. If that, when the recession left, the in, you know, took the, took money out of the industry, it yeah. took time with it. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And yeah. most casting directors are now not attached to a company. Yeah. Sorry, they're going. Yeah. Quick, just like that. Flick. Um, yeah. So if you were attached to a company, you would have security of tenure. You would have time. You might have more information about the project before it's even got off the ground. Mm. You would possibly have the feel the freedom to turn around and go, look, I know they're not exactly right, but you know, does it have to be like this? Could we bring in different people? If you're working on, a, if you're a casting director working on a project, you might not have. You might have like forty-eight hours, maybe yeah. slightly more, before you're going to have to start. The director's got half a day that yes. can only see people on recalls. Yeah. And this is not the fault of the casting director. This is, the f- this is simply how things are. So, so this service this, that, that yep. you provide is a, is, is a positive wake-up call, basically. Yeah. So, I, would, I would actually say that if, you know, if I've done nothing else, I have stopped quite a lot of actors emailing their CV as a Word document and getting them to send it as a PDF instead. Yeah, yeah you know, good advice that. Do you do that? I do that. Do no! you? I do. I'm not you doing it anymore. You can't assume people have got Microsoft Word. And what will happen is you've formatted the layout, and so you know, you've got your columns, and then um, it may not necessarily arrive how you th- was when you sent it. There's all technical problems involved oh, with that. So what you do, you take your CV, you copy your CV, you paste the copy into a new document, the, safe, the new document is a PDF, and you send that. Just to say, I've got two people looking at me now, saying... <laughs> so I think I need to. That's a bit of a wake-up call for me. Yeah. Um, so, and, 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 sorry, Steve, what? Uh, what? So, what type of people come to you? Oh God, you everyone. Have... I've had people. Um, I've gone to theatre craft, and I've seen people aged fourteen who are thinking about drama school. I've seen people who've just left drama school. I think the oldest person I ever saw was seventy-eight. 
Um, and they then contacted me a couple of months later and said, well, I've now got these three agents to decide between. Oh, fabulous. Go, <laughs> okay, right, wasn't quite anticipating that. But, and I've seen people who have um, not been in the industry for a while, either through because they've been raising family or because they needed to go and earn money or because they've you know, had ill health themselves or whatever. Mm. The problem with this business is it looks the same from the outside as it always did. Mm. And it really 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 isn't mm. yeah. so how do people get to book these sessions with you do either um i do one-to-one careers advice sessions at the actor center which is slightly different because i do two 30-minute interviews i'll okay. meet you for 30 minutes set you in a way a kind of homework some yeah. research projects maybe it's rewrite your cv maybe it's overhaul your spotlight page the amount of people that don't split their credits by you know, by genre on spotlight, mm. and then expect a casting director and agent to wade through them. Um, yeah. You know, it surprises me. Um, and then we meet a month later, find out how you're getting on, and then I attach a more medium-term goal to that. Or I hold workshops at the Actors Centre that are quite often think called things like being your own agent or actors and marketing and stuff like that. Cool. Um, and then also you can contact me through Equity. They've got a jobs and careers section on the website and you can find me there and contact me directly and then meet me for a, a one-to-one hour-long session. And then, and then you also get from that, I kind of how I put it is you pay for the pebble, you get the ripples for free. So if I've said to you, overhaul your CV, um, then email me after the session and I'll give you my feedback on it and that's included That's good, yeah, like there's an after-support yeah. yeah. kind of thing yeah. still yeah. attached to that. So... Let's talk about the workshop that you're doing here at the uh, Actors Centre yep. on the 7th. Yep. It's uh, for commercials, auditioning for commercials. Yeah, specifically for auditioning for commercials as opposed to acting for commercials. Um, right. I mean, I've been lucky. I've made 10 commercials in the last five years. Ooh. And part of that is understanding the different discipline and also the similarities. There are a lot of generalizations that people would make about a commercial they would never make about any other area of the industry um oh it's just an ad um you know um oh it can't be that hard it's only 30 seconds um i'm not the best one which is the backhanded insult which is yes i just don't think i just don't think i've got the kind of face that you have you know for commercials (laughs) yes you often think of Chekhov in the corner then yes um but what it often relates to is the fact that people aren't prepared to take head on what a commercial audition actually is. You're there to sell something. I know, again, it sounds like it's, it's obvious, but it is an acting job. Yeah. I used to make a mistake years ago. I used to say that you know, com- commercials were like cups of instant coffee. They just wanted, you know, just kind of add the gold blend, boiling water and stuff. I was completely wrong. For a commercial, what you're actually looking at is an espresso. It's right. everything you would do on screen maybe in 30 minutes or an hour, condensed into under 30 seconds. A commercial that works really, really well, people always remember. Yes. They are quite often shot by direct... Sam Mendes made a commercial mm. last year. Ridley Scott started in yes. commercials. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, people still remember that Hovis commercial. You know, and there's various yes. people that work in, the, work in that industry that are doing good work. And it's also very, very demanding work. One of the things that people forget when they're auditioning for a commercial is that quite often they run late, more than other auditions do. Quite possibly because there are a lot of people that have got to make a decision about a commercial. Mm. Now, you can go up for a commercial and it's not even the casting director, it's the casting director's assistant and a camera person, and that's it. 
when you come for the recall, you will meet, you know, it's kind of like Avengers Assemble in these yes. rooms sometimes. The there clients. are an awful lot of people pointedly not eating Danish pastries, yes. which are all laid out in front of them. Yes. And they're all looking at you and looking down at a monitor and looking back at you and looking at your spotlight page and then looking at you and assessing you. And it's scary. But the, the other thing that happens is commercial auditions, if we go back a step, quite often you get very little notice. Quite often it's half five, six o'clock the night before, you've got a casting 10 a.m. tomorrow, we're sending you the breakdown. Wow. Yeah. Then you just go, oh, I've got one line. Okay, um, maybe I'll take out that insurance. Okay, I can learn that. That's fine. If you are sent a script and it is one line, you learn it and you learn it uh. forensically. They might ask you to play about with it, but trust me, a team of copywriters have already worked on that and it's been approved by the client yes. and it's gone through various ad agencies. Meetings, things. So if they don't, yes. they don't want you then going, well, maybe then, you know, I might possibly... I'll think about taking out... The, no, no, no. What is the line? Say it, yeah, say it. Say the is. line exactly yes. as it's written. You wouldn't... Yes, it's not, you're not in a rehearsals, three weeks rehearsals for a play where you can no. paraphrase and mess around with the words yeah, a bit exactly. and change no. it <laughs> you know. to fit the character. To deliberately misquote Julie Walters, it's not like pin to you can more or less say what you like as so long as you leave enough gaps. Yes, exactly. <laughs> they yes. have chosen those words in that order for a reason. The other thing that I would really, really, really suggest that people do is read the breakdown forensically. Exactly what they've said. If they've said... You know, dad at home, um, you know, doing DIY, don't rock up in a business suit. Yes. Conversely, yes. if they've said, we open in an insurance office, do not turn up in a pair of Converse, you know, and a polo top. It's not going to... Especially for commercials. Especially, <laughs> yes. Well, particularly, I mean, I think you can take it too far. I did once go up for a Calgon commercial and somebody had brought their own plumber's overalls, which frankly I thought was taking it a step oh, too far. Yes. And they didn't get the gig, so no. that was all right, because otherwise I was thinking I might have to rethink everything. Yes. Um, but, you know, I mean, it's kind of, if you're playing a policeman or you're playing a nurse, don't turn up in an outfit, but wear something that suggests it. Yeah. If you're playing a nurse and you've got long hair, take, take your hair back. Yes, if you're yes. playing a policeman, wear a white shirt and a tie. You know, yeah. it's not... But think about it. And then, at the risk of sounding like everybody's mother, once you've decided what you're going to wear, can you now either iron it or put it on a hanger? Thank you. Yes, actually, that... that because Yes, that's happened to me. You, know, you walk in, you think, oh, OK, they're crumpled, so they're yep. going to be a dis disorganised actor. Yep. yep. They're not going to be... Or they've not read the brief. They've not read the brief, and they look a mess, and yep. they're going to be a mess in rehearsals. That's yeah. for plays, obviously. But, but yes... But I you do. see, it's the same rules. You see, this is, mm. this is my point, is it's an acting job. Yes. <laughs> it might only end up as 30 seconds on screen, but it is an acting job, and they are trying to find the it's best person suited. And actually, in a way, they don't have the leeway that a play would have. Yeah. You've got to, the second your face is on screen, you've got to be right. It's strange yeah. because, cause, you know, everyone wants to do commercials. This thing, everybody wants to do commercials. Um, but, so they want the commercials, they want the audition, obviously, but they don't really seem to take the job no. seriously. And, of course, that, the it's, examples we've just used yeah. are ringing out like a oh, massive bell. And also, the thing is, you'll get, to the, you'll get to the casting, which is generally in a room that is far too small for the number of people that are in it. Mm -hmm. Either everybody will look like a better-looking version of you, or you will wonder what you've got in common with the people in this room. Yeah. Because they're going, you know, they've gone either way. Um, when you get in there, quite often you'll go up and the receptionist might say something like, oh, I'm sorry, we're running about half an hour late. Uh, this is not your cue to do heavy sighing <laughs> and say, this is re that's really bad for me. 
um, which I have seen done, what you can then either do is say, well, um, is it okay that I wait here or is it easier if I go and have a cup of coffee so long as I don't lose my place in the queue? Ha ha. Mm. Because I've seen that happen before. People come away after half an hour and they're now running 45 minutes late and their name wasn't put down. So just check the unit. Whatever's going to work, whatever works, you must just make it work. You will probably end up bumping into the same sort of people. You'll probably meet people at commercial castings. Particularly if, like me, you rattle around a large book marked comedy then you will tend to bump into the same people. Again, this is not your cue to have a highly animated, actory conversation about no. what you've been up to. Because yes. it will really oh. not go down very well with everybody else in the room that is intoning, maybe I will take out that insurance. Maybe I will take, <laughs> maybe I will take out that insurance. Yes. Maybe I'll take out that insurance. Yes. And, you know, we can just, just arrange to meet them for a coffee afterwards. That's, yes. That's yeah. kind of fine. Never, ever, under any circumstances... Slag off the product. Oh, God, I, do you know what? I just I think it's crazy when when uh, you know you go into a room and you don't know who's in that room. No. You don't know who that reception might be one of the producers yep. for all you know. You don't know. It's the same as as when you do uh, a, 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 a song, a, a singing audition, yep. and you treat the pianist quite appallingly. Well, that pianist might be your MD. And they so, are you also. Know, you don't another, know who they are. Also, another human being on the planet that deserves that, the respect that, that you have. Absolutely, you are asking so for. So you don't know who's who anywhere. And but also, you I know. mean, I once saw an actor being asked to leave an audition by a casting director who made it perfectly clear that they would never be bringing them in again for anything. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, if you piss off a casting director, yeah, that's not a good yeah. idea. When the the other big mistake people make is when they go in the room. They tend to think the audition hasn't begun. Well, it's like any job. Of course the audition's begun. And one of the most important things where I do watch actors trip up quite a lot is the ident, the piece to camera. Can you just say your name and agent's camera? Can we see your profiles? Can we see your hands? And what have you been doing recently? Thank you. And we'll cut there. You know, that bit. I have seen actors look fed up, bored, um, vaguely irritated. Oh, well, that decision's made. Yeah. <laughs> At <laughs> that know. stage, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, completely. Yeah. Completely. And also, the other thing is, when they just go, um, okay, so you've seen the script. Great, isn't it? Don't just go, it's one line. What am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> I can do... Uh, I'm an actor. I went yeah, to drama school. Yeah, Who exactly. Cares? You know, kind of, let me tell you about Vanya. Let me. Yes, you know, can, yes. No. Um, of course, it's... Gr- Listen, you have made the commitment by accepting the audition. Mm. It is not your job to wither them with your lofty disdain at this point. You know, it's kind of, you have, you have already decided to go. I mean, look, nobody's making you go. There are certain things that I've decided as an actor I won't do. Hmm. I will never advertise any political party, and I've now decided that I will never advertise any newspaper. Those are my choices. Hmm. Yeah. They might change, you know, but at the moment, those are the things. Anything else that I go for, well, that's, I, I'm now going to do my best job the mm. best that I can possibly do yeah. under the circumstances. If the director is there, I would say that for most actors, if the director is there, your chance of getting the job's increased because most actors and directors have a way of working. You know, if you've been doing the job for more than five minutes, that's what you respond to. But whoever is there, whatever they say, that's your job. Yeah. So, so do it. So all of these are covered in this All of workshop. this. And I do the camera workshop. I do, it is on camera. So oh, people excellent. are able to watch themselves on playback. I then get them also to look, look at their short-term memory. I've got some mock commercial scripts that I get them to, to work on. I get them to work on solo bits. I get them to work on pairs because we also have to deal with the I'm working with the actor who isn't very good syndrome. Um, 
how do you get across that one? Um, that's a tricky one. Recalls. Recalls are actually not the time to rock anybody's world. You know, if you wore a plain blue shirt for your audition and you found you got a recall, wear the same shirt to the recall. Yeah. Don't turn up in your Hawaiian yeah. number at this, <laughs> at this yeah. juncture. Because what they're now looking to do, you've already got, you're now on a short list. By the way, you know, because the way the business is now, most people who go up for most jobs, whether it's theatre, TV, film or commercials, you're not in the room if you're not right. It's just, are you the most right? Yeah. And so it's about in- improving your chances and increasing your chances. At the recall stage, so you really the, have to listen. So wearing that blue shirt, because possibly the blue shirt got you the recall in a yeah. sense of the package selling. Absolutely. So you go back with the package, obviously. Yep. Um, Don't you made a choice. You made some active choices when you chose what to wear for that, for that, recall, for that audition. So for the recall, why would you... Um, undo the active choices that clearly played a part in you Mm. doing well at the initial audition even if it's simply that they're the shoes that you've got that are the most comfortable so you feel the most rooted you know and then once you get past that do you know what it's acting it's the same people tend to think like i say they 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 would never turn around and say oh it's just a bbc drama well, what no. is it? Is it Ripper Street? Is it The Paradise? Is it Doctor yeah. Who? Yeah. Is it Last Tango in Halifax? But they will say, oh, it's just commercial. Yes. And you just think, no, you, you now need to, I, depending upon how much notice I've got, how much time I've got, if I know who the producer is, if I know who the director is, if I know what the production company is, I might go and have a look at their work. Well, I think yes. that, that form comes back from way back, way back, way back, yep. way back, way back, way back. When it's, oh, you know, oh, I'm, I'm doing a commercial. Yeah. Um, don't tell anyone. No. Um, that's that. Maybe that's just been ingrained somewhere, but, it, but it's not because people are dying I mean, to do commercials now. But, well, exactly. But something, maybe there's some DNA there. There <laughs> is a DNA. But the other thing that people tend to think, to forget, is, I mean, for example, I did quite a big ad a few years ago for Barclays, and there were two directors... And there was me, and the shoot lasted for 17 and a half hours. Wow. Now, I'd gone through three rounds to get that job, and I think one of the things that was being looked at was, is this someone, because I was the only actor in, you know, in, in the commercial, is this someone that I can work with on what is going to be a physically rigorous and demanding yes. shoot? Mm. Um, is this someone that I want to travel to the other side of the world with and find that I've got to have dinner with every night yeah. for four nights? That's a good point, yeah. Um, is this someone that's working well with the other actors that we've also recalled because there's four actors in this commercial and are they, are they working well with them? Do they seem like they're you know, collaborative actors? All the things that actually you would ask anyway, but now they've, it's all the air has gone out mm, of yeah. the job. We don't have three weeks to film this we haven't got a rehearsal period we might if we're lucky get a camera rehearsal right you know and then yeah. it's take Very after lucky. take <laughs> after take after take i think my i think my um my the highest one i've ever done is 42 takes wow of the word no <laughs> and you know and you do think you know, come on really and the best note i got was um could you could you start start the word really quickly like quite enthusiastically and then kind of like pause and slow it down in the middle <laughs> and then regain the confidence at the end between those two letters please yeah. oh my actually, god what i actually said and i very rarely do this it's quite a, a bad thing to do but i said could you show me 
Oh, right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. He said no. And he, <laughs> what, watching no. them try to do their own note was a deep joy, you know, and it was... Um, but that was, you know, I'd spent four or five days in South Africa, you know, kind of like doing the filming. Going around we the had world a day in no. no. I had no words in South Africa. We come back to Pinewood. We've got a day in Pinewood. I've got one <laughs> to word. Say no. And I don't get finished till midnight. <laughs> oh, crazy. <laughs> just, I just, just it, um, people always have this philosophy, and I think maybe it's a negative philosophy or if it's true, I don't know. Um, and it probably goes, fits in with everything that you mm. just said. Um, oh, well, you know, they get commercials because they've they've done lots of commercials already. Or um, all I all I need to do is get one commercial, and then I'll get lots of commercials. Is mm. is the, is the, is there a case of uh, especially for commercials because we're talking about time, yeah. talk about this? Yeah. People will see that on the CV he's done lots of commercials. Okay, he knows she knows how it works. Do you think that's true? And do you think and and then how do people? get to get in to get that well firstly i would say it's very very difficult to get seen for any screen work without an agent you know i because generally speaking they don't people don't like negotiating directly with actors yes though that said there's a lot less negotiating to do now because an awful lot of things the money's already set before you've even set foot in the room Mm -hmm. i think what will happen is that you will tend to find that there will be a casting director there's quite a few casting directors that work in in the area of commercials and that you will find is that you're getting onto certain lists for different casting directors. So that you will then know if it's Crocodile Casting or if it's Kate and Lou or if it's Sasha Robertson or Nina Gold or whoever it may be, that you will know, you, you'll get a rough idea, you'll start to get a rough idea of the nature of the work that you're being asked to come in for. What will happen is if you come in and even if you don't get it, if you have been polite, friendly, capable, you've delivered. And you, actually, the words that get used, somebody who delivers cleanly okay. is a really, was a really useful note to hear Ooh. because sometimes people can do it, but then they faff around the edges of it. Yes. Yeah. It's one dart, bullseye, job done. Yes not, or no. Not yeah. three to get 50. Yes. You know, it's, and then what will happen, I think, you know, you'll start looking for... I mean, there are now an awful lot of commercials that you'll see on the spotlight um, breakdowns, for example. And I think you've just got to keep putting it out there. You yeah. will discover... This industry tells you who you are. This is why the other thing, when we were talking about photos earlier, yeah. I'm of the belief that your photo should look like you. I don't like photos, and it's a personal thing, where people are acting, where they're showing me an aspect of their casting. Mm. Um, because what I notice is the acting... Yes. What I see is somebody, I don't see the, per- I'm looking to meet the person. This industry will tell you what your casting is. This industry will tell you who, you, who you're going to play. Mm. Um, I try not to second guess, and I don't think people should. Put yourself up for stuff. If you get seen, yes, there's something about your photo and you that's then right. If you don't, well, let's have a look at why. You know, yeah. People need to look at why they're not getting seen for stuff as much as celebrating the successes that they have. Yes. Do you need to change your photo? Are you in that little box, you know, when you can uh, put stuff on Spotlight, you know, your message to the casting director? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, what are you putting in there? Yes. You know, it's kind of... And really are you ticking everything? Exactly. Yes. If you're not right, they will not bring you in. Yeah. Mm. And from that point of view, it's, it's quite cruel. The other thing that happens, though, when people talk about commercials is they sometimes um, talk about commercial actors... <laughs> you know, sort of commercial actors, you know, you just go. Well, I've 
done commercials, but in the same time period that I've done 10 commercials, I've also done five TV series and about the same number of theatre jobs and things, and they can start to crossfeed. For example, if I hadn't done some commercials, I wouldn't have been able to afford to have done a show at the Fimbra yes. mm. that I did yes. when they did the revival of the Potting Shed, um, yes. and I played the lead in that. Yes. You know, and you just think, well, everything kind of cross-fertilises everything well, you, else. I mean, you mentioned earlier before we started recording that, that's, and again, this goes back to how you behave when you walk into a commercial audition, is that you did a the TV series. Oh, The Wrong Man's, yes, because yeah. You, because of working with the, the well, director, the director yeah. a, on a commercial. The director, Jim Fieldsmith, he was directing some um, idents for Maltesers for Loose Women in 2007. Uh, they'd got the woman that was going to be the focal point of, of all of them, and they were looking for a husband. So I went in, I auditioned, I recalled, I improved, I got the gig, we spent a couple of days filming, and I thought no more about it. In 2010, my agent got a phone call from Tracy Gillam to bring me in uh, to the BBC, and lo and behold, it's the same director who was working with James Corden and Matt Bainton on the pilot for The Wrong Mans. And effectively, I did a few things that weren't necessarily exactly what the script was in front of me, um, and that seemed to go down well. And then two and a half, well, actually, yeah, nearly three years later, um, we get the phone call and... The series is now is now going ahead, and the part that I created in the pilot, they've written me into the whole series. Amazing. Now, if I hadn't met the director on the yeah, commercial shoot, yeah. would I necessarily have made the program? I'd like to think that maybe I would, but the likelihood is, if our paths hadn't crossed before, yeah, um, I might not. Well, and, and, it, and that so that goes back to right right to the back to the point of going turning up for your audition and, yep. and not saying oh I'm going to be late. Yeah. I'm not saying that you have to be a, a yes person, but, yeah, but you, you don't you know, need to be Pollyanna or Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm. But what you do yeah. need to be is professional and understand yeah. that, that that it's not all about you. No, yeah. <laughs> well, I think most of the time it's not necessarily all about you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very difficult thing for actors to hear sometimes, which yeah. is you know you you know yeah. that you that's an actor. Yeah, it's not about you. Put that away. Yeah. Yeah, forget be about you. That. Yeah, and now just now just be the you, you that can the, deliver. The human being. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, human beings. Well, that's difficult. That's going an awful lot there. Yeah, if you can fake that, you've got it. Right. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. I think there's a ton of information. I hope people have got a lot out of. Our, our talk yes, today. it's been really. And really uh, you. your workshop sounds brilliant. So um, well, Saturday, December the seventh, Actor Centre. And, people um, can book via the Actors Centre Center website or yep. and up as well. And if you want to see me for careers advice, you can do that. And if you want to see me act, you can buy the Wrong Man's DVD, available in all good outlets now. <laughs> Very <laughs> good. Are you, you know, are you doing any theatre soon or anything? At the moment, no. At the moment, I'm now looking at doing a kind of like seeing if I can build on that and see if I can do some more television. So that's okay. the idea being okay. that of course. I want to, of course. I want to, because also the series is now on in America. So ah, it's brilliant. a question oh, of congratulations for that. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of one of those things where you just think, okay, I have to start making it's, some decisions yes. about being available for stuff. So mm. that's it. Brilliant. Okay. Well, thanks very much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. And um, if anyone out there wants to follow us on Twitter or go to our website for more information on our guests that are coming up and uh, articles on our website, they can follow us uh, at DBSD Podcast uh, or our website is don'tbesodramatic.com. So that's it for this week. Thanks everyone for listening. I'm Steve Bradley. I'm Jason B. Moore. And I'm Paul Corley. Don't be so dramatic. <laughs>